2: This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show, streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your
1: podcasts.
0: I don't have an unruly attitude. Um, It's quite ruly.
1: Remember when AJ said you were complaining this morning?
0: When AJ said that?
1: Just I said he was offering constructive criticism. There's a difference, right? And
3: also, Brady, don't need to throw AJ off or under the bus one minute into the show.
1: Just I'll be stuff. honest, you were complaining that about something. What
0: was I complaining about? Mm. I don't, I was not complaining. I was telling you a, a story about something that happened. That's not complaining. No, that's not
1: complaining. Complaining
0: is when I go, oh, Christ, I have to work with you? Complaining that's is, complaining.
1: Complaining is saying that you want to grow like the growth on my back.
0: <laughs> no, I said, who was there was somebody famous that had a big growth on their back, but I can't remember who it is. Mm. It looked like a champagne cork. So I don't know But that's not complaining Agreed You guys want me to complain? I'll show you how I complain
1: Oh, please don't
0: It would not be pretty No I'm here to tell you
1: Yeah I think complaining's fine though Yeah I don't do know why really? Yeah, I don't know why You make it such a negative If you did complain about something I don't
0: like complainers There are people that All they do is complain
1: Yeah You're
0: Right What is that? What causes you What causes one person To non-stop complain About everything?
1: I don't know. Maybe they're just not in a good place mentally.
0: Well, actually, the generation just behind you, all they do is complain. You think so? Oh, God. They nonstop complaining.
1: I don't know. Well, also, they're still very young. I don't care. I just mean, like, there is, like, an acceptance of not knowing the world and being a little overwhelmed by everything.
0: But don't you learn from people? Instead of learning from people, they, they think the people older than them are stupid.
1: I don't feel that with Gen Z. Don't you? No.
0: I mean I don't know. I don't know anybody. What Gen Z's what what group?
1: Is AJ's I right on the cusp of Gen Z. Oh, they're
0: that big of assholes?
1: Yeah, they're that big. Well, that's big different then.
0: That. That. He just stares at me. They're Oh, he's on the phone. Never mind. He doesn't even know what we're saying. Um He has no idea what we're saying.
1: So yeah. I think that I don't I don't know. I'm not I like I like the younger generations. I love teenagers right now. They're very funny, um, but I always like teenagers. And
0: there. what generation is that? Z?
1: I don't know if that's now Alpha or Gen Z.
0: When did it start being lettered anyway? I don't know. Is Gen just, X, is that the first one?
1: It just helps us attack each other. Right. Yeah, uh,
3: there's really no reason for it.
0: What's right after Baby Boomers?
1: Uh, Gen X. That is Gen X. Is that? Okay,
0: I I think. I, I don't know. I, I, mean, I don't know no. this stuff. Yeah, but it was it was the greatest generation because they all fought in World War II, and then the baby boomers because all these babies were born after World War II. And mm-hmm. but then I think I think your generation is Gen X. I think
1: mine is I'm a millennial.
0: Oh, that's millennial. Yeah. That's right. Um, that's right.
1: Let's see. Now, what well, does that mean? So we've got the greatest generation. That's a hard one to pass up. Uh, The Silent Generation was born 1928 to 1945. Yeah, that
0: right, exactly. Baby
1: Boomers, 1946 to 1964. Gen X was born 1965 to 1980. Millennials are 81 to 96.
0: Now, why Millennials? Why was it called Millennials?
3: Probably because it crossed over into the 2000, Y2K, all
0: that type of stuff. So it would be a new... You know, I suppose that's true. They'd have to be over twenty-four. A, is that what it is? Yeah. From one millennial to the other. Yeah. Millennium, I excuse me.
1: That makes sense.
0: I suppose I, I've never really noticed that. I gave a rat's ass about that either. I've my no. whole life have had friends a lot older than me and a lot younger than me. I, what the hell do I care?
1: And the next is Generation Z, nine, born 97 to 2010.
0: We've moved on. I don't know if you know that or oh, not.
1: Oh, I was going to tell you the last one. No,
0: Tevin and I sure. decided. to go ahead. Name. What's the last one? No, nope. <laughs> I'm not going to
1: tell you guys. You want to be dicks? You can go ahead and sit you alone.
0: W- it's called the you want to be dicks generation? That's mm-hmm. a weird thing. That's for a, a very a, weird
1: you know, name. It could do better. Terrible. It's going to not roll off the tongue. <laughs> it's, it's a, a terrible
3: mouth. title. Those want to be dicks are just so terrible. Yeah. They're ruining the world. They're
1: ruining the world.
0: So what is the last one? Fine, I'll tell you. After Gen Z?
1: Generation Alpha, born after 2010.
0: Why did they start over? Because Gen Z, I mean, why did they go X, Y, Z, and then right back to A? Where are they going to go? Why didn't they start at
1: A? That's my question. Oh, yeah. Oh, like what? You see what I'm saying? But The Greatest the Blade... Generation is a right.
0: pretty good title. But you didn't, they, didn't, they don't use that. You said they called that the... No, they do. Yeah, that was the first one. No, that wasn't the first one. That yeah, was. The first one was what? The
1: Greatest Generation. No, it
0: was not. It was like there was some other title. But game. then
1: there was The Silent Generation. Yeah,
0: Silent. Yeah, but that's no, the second. I, the
1: first the one master. I said was The Greatest Generation. i go, that's one's hard to beat. That was the first no, one. No, wait a
0: second. Hmm. When was The Silent Generation? Uh,
1: 1928 to 1945.
0: See, that's not correct. Why? <laughs> <Okay. laughs> because it was The Greatest Generation fought in World War II.
3: Yep.
0: Okay. I don't, I don't understand. I mean, whatever. All I know is... That you're all a pain in the ass generation. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying it would be really nice to be the greatest generation. Wouldn't be bad. You know who was big into that was Tom Brokaw. Was he? I used to mm-hmm. love talking to Tom Brokaw about that whole deal. Was I, did they ever tell you my dinner with Tom Brokaw I no. had? Nope. Yeah, a listener sent it up. It was very, very nice. Actually, the guy became kind of a friend. But he said, Tom Brokaw is going to be in town. We're going to go out to dinner. You want to go to dinner? We're going to have probably maybe 10 people, something like that. So I show up, and the host was very nice. He sat me right next to Tom Brokaw, Uh which I thought was quite an honor. Catherine sitting to my left. And then the two chairs left of Catherine were empty all night. I said, that's kind of weird, Tom Brokaw. And by the way, Brokaw was terrific. That's awesome. Really great guy to talk to, learned a lot from him. The whole thing was a really, really nice deal. There's no question about that. But at the end of the night, I said, it's kind of weird that, I mean, you get a chance to have dinner with Tom Brokaw and you don't show up. And the guy says, well, there's a reason for that and you're not going to want to know what it is. I said, what do you mean? He goes, well, there's a reason they didn't show up. I said, why? He goes, you sure you want to know? I said, yeah, why? why?" He said, it was Walter Mondale and his wife and he didn't come because he found out you were here.
1: Oh, damn. A
0: United States senator wouldn't show up because I was there. How weak are you? How honored yeah. were you? Yeah,
3: that's what I was going to ask, because that's kind of cool.
0: <laughs> Chasing cool. away U.S. senator. Oh, Vice President of the United States. Yeah. I forgot about that. He was the Vice President of the United States. Walter. I the one thing I love about the Mondale so much, I knew Eleanor a little bit, but I didn't know her really, uh, really well. Yeah. She, would, she lived with a friend of mine for a long time. But um, the Mondale, I don't know Ted. I don't know him at all. I think I'm... And I don't think I ever have ever met him. Okay. Come to think of it. I don't know anything about him, whatever. But Eleanor was... I don't really know her, but she was pleasant enough a couple of times that I ran into her. But Walter was... Walter thought he was the smartest man on earth. And after talking to him for five minutes, you know that he's not. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's one of those deals. I think <laughs> if
1: you're dumb enough to think you're the smartest, we have a problem. No, nah, there's no question yeah.
0: about that. And another thing I love up in, up in the... I suppose it's. I don't know. Up, what's the big, like we're we're um, all the big. What the hell's the name of those, those places up there around Brainerd? They're.
1: Oh. Like the Iron Range? <clears throat> Is that what you're thinking? No,
0: Brainerd's got oh. all the all the resorts and all that stuff. Oh, like
1: Cragans and. Yeah,
0: yeah, they're they're all by Brainerd, aren't they? Or Are they further north?
1: I'm not sure. Anyway,
0: there's a bunch of places to stay up there, and I did notice this, and <laughs> I thought it was terrific. Then when you drive by the Mondale re- residence, the Mondale mm-hmm. cabin, uh-huh. you cannot see the cabin, right? As you drive by, it just looks like woods. Yeah. And then finally, like after a while, a year or two, or maybe it, wasn't even, it might be a couple of months, there was a huge sign in front of the trees that said, Mondale residence. Damn. <laughs> you just had to know that they had a cabin in there.
1: That's kind of weird, because I don't think I would want people to know. No, hell no. That's on Gull Lake, right? Mm. Is that what you're trying to guess? I
0: think that's right. I, uh, think, I think you're right about that, yeah.
1: Yeah, I just think that kind of blows my mind. You would think that having that little bit of, you know, security and yeah, you you're hidden would be lovely. You'd right.
3: think. And also, if you wanted everybody to know or see your cabin why would you just buy a more visible cabin instead of one that's hidden off in the woods?
0: I agree. But apparently, I don't know. Walter was a weird guy. There's no question about that. He just, Walter Walter had a massive ego, for one thing. He had a huge ego.
1: I mean, that, that makes sense in my head.
0: Yeah, I suppose. And I'm not saying he was a terrible guy or anything. I didn't know him well enough to judge who he actually was. But he was an interesting cat, let me put it that way. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, the Eagles are at XL Energy Center on their farewell tour. It's Saturday, November 18th, and you can see them with me in my suite. To enter, just go to the Tom Bernard app or the website at TomBernardShow.com. Listen for your name to be announced each day, 8, 9, and 10 o'clock. Email us back by midnight at Contests at TomBernard.com. That's Contests at TomBernard.com, and you win Today's qualifier, name for the See the Eagles with me in my suite, is Aaron Pace of Lauderdale, Minnesota. Aaron Pace, email us by midnight tonight at contests at com. That yeah, was pretty smooth. That was beautiful. That couldn't have been put together by, like, you know, Amy. Or, it's, no. It's, far, it's constructed far too well. No. You know what I'm saying. I agree. Even though I hate it. <laughs> why? Do, what do you hate?
1: I hate whenever you... Like, I accidentally attack Amy because you set me up to attack
0: Amy. And I catch
1: myself mid-sentence where I go, yeah, that was really good. Couldn't be Amy. And I was like, yeah, wait, no, it could be. She's very smart.
0: She's one of those women, though, that gets it. She's that getting, if I'm yeah. always nice to you, it means I don't like you. Yeah. you know what I mean? Or I don't know you. If I don't know you, I'll be nice to you, too. But if I know you a long time and I'm always nice to you and never tease you or... Say you're an idiot.
1: Yeah, I feel very safe in our relationship because oh, yeah. of
0: that fact. I tell you, are a massive pain in the ass. It means I really like
1: you. <laughs> yeah, we're good. Right? <laughs> yes.
0: Judd, you get that. If I call it somebody a massive pain in the ass, it means I still deal with them on a daily basis, so I must like them. If they're a massive pain in the ass, I must really like them.
4: I absolutely do.
0: See? Being nice
4: to to people is the worst thing that you can possibly do if they think that, that you like them in life because it definitely 100 percent means you
0: don't right yeah it's a minnesota thing there's no question that, that phony minnesota smile and again i was born and raised here and i love living yep. here don't get me wrong but there is a phony side to minnesota smile in your face and stab you right in the back man there's a group of minnesotans that love to do that stuff
4: oh yeah well what, what's the old thing about um in this town you know they'll talk to you they'll be nice blah 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 the one thing that they won't do give you their address.
0: Oh, yeah, that ain't happening.
4: <laughs> you know, that's the truest thing about us. We just, we'll, we'll keep you at arm's length, baby, but yeah, we ain't inviting you to our houses.
0: No, nah, it's a whole different deal, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Just, and again, I loved growing I'm telling you, people don't believe me when I say I loved growing up in North Minneapolis. Yes, it was a very, very poor neighborhood. Once you got mm-hmm. across Penn Avenue to the west, they had a little more dough over there. It was a Jewish uh, area over there. But we got along. It was interesting. I loved living there. I look back with great fond memories. Now look, part of that might be the fact that you know three of my mother's family members were murdered. So I got used to the idea of murder. Maybe that's what's part of it. Wow. Yeah. Two of them named Augie and one named Eddie. So you know there was Augie Senior and Augie Junior. They were both murdered.
4: Really? Oh, that's sad.
0: Yes, sir. But no, I was You know, you saw it coming, yeah. though. <laughs>
4: As a, kid, as a kid, I don't think that would be that easy to take. But, uh, yeah. Well, you know, no, yeah. the,
0: uh, Augie, Augie the second, that was tough to take because I really liked him a lot. No question. And you know what he always wanted to do? What's that? Every time I talked to him for years, he go, Tommy, I can't wait to turn forty. Forty years old. At forty, it means you're a mature man. You got it all locked in. I cannot wait till I'm forty. Got murdered at thirty-nine oh no it's like oh okay well so close so so damn close he didn't quite make it but what are you gonna do um so the world series turned out to be a huge flop yes
4: yeah game one
0: was fantastic yeah i think after that it
4: you know in texas uh boy you know what I was reminded last night of why I don't gamble on sports. Oh, yeah. Because at the start of the playoffs, if you had said, hey, you know what, put all your money on the Rangers and let it ride, I would have said, bleep you. <laughs> they got no – I saw them play against the Twins. I told you that. When they played against the Twins, yeah. they looked awful. Yeah. I thought they'd be out in the first round. They On the last day of the regular season, they lost, and by doing so, fell from what would have been the American League West champion – to a wild card so this is why again arizona and texas was the most unlikely world series i think you could have possibly mapped out and i don't see how anyone anyone short
0: of just a complete guess could have seen that one coming i think you're absolutely right about that no question um so yeah it wasn't much i really didn't even watch much. i watched i think i would say a grand total of about five or six innings of the entire world series I mean, you knew Texas was going to win anyway. I didn't think it was going to be that bad, four to one. But uh, you kind of figured that Texas was going to win the World Series once they went up against Arizona. Not that Arizona was that bad a team, but it's just Texas is a lot better team. So no surprises. And now the season is done, and we can turn our attention to spring
4: training and uh, how are the Twins are potentially going to disappoint us again in 2024. <laughs> yes. So so now everything is right with the uh, sports world from a Minnesota
0: point of view. You are correct, sir. So anything important going on in sports? Well, d- did you see who died? Yeah. Bob- was- Bobby Knight. Bobby Knight,
4: which, yes, I was just going to say, which which gets to... Um, some of the greatest Sid stories of all time. Oh,
0: God. I was reminded of that story, and several people sent me that story. Who the hell was the reporter again? I was at a uh, press conference, a news conference in Minnesota after an Indiana-Minnesota basketball game, and some reporter said some snarky thing. Yep. What, who was that again? And Bobby Knight lit him up like a Christmas tree and said, I am not doing the press conference with that son of a bitch still in the room. And I'm not doing it. But he went, I, I mean, remember, he was much worse than that. Really? Oh, well, God, I don't remember
4: yeah. this, but I mean, I'm not surprised one bit. Oh, God, no, no. Bobby I'm Knight. not surprised. You know what the thing about this death is? We ordinarily, right, as as not just sports fans. As humans, when somebody dies, we work our damnedest to like remember them as great people. Like there have been a lot of people Mm -hmm. who have died and and the way that they are reinvented after death as just great people is just incredible. Bobby Knight, even we can't do that. No. Even we can't even we can't go back and say, you know what, he really was a great guy. It's impossible. (laughs)
0: Well, you know, what's funny about that with Sidney, and don't misunderstand me. Sidney, I loved Sidney. He was a great guy. Chad and I are still really good friends. Sid was nuts. There's no question about that. But he was such an interesting character and all the rest of it. But for a guy as, you know, kind of doting on people as Sid used to do, for a guy like that, most of his friends were raging pricks. It was weird. You know, Bobby Knight, Ted Williams was not a pleasant man. In any Steinbrenner. Way, Steinbrenner, not a pleasant man at all. It's like Sid. You're, <laughs> you're, uh, it, that is so true. That is, you just nailed it. It's Tom. true. Is,
4: it is so, so true. And it was all these people that you were literally like, why would you, like, I, I understand why you might be friends with them, but like, why are you defending them so staunchly? Oh yeah, and, yeah. Oh yeah. It was a it was a laundry list of guys that were, <laughs> as you just said, pretty much pricks. And Knight probably, at the at the end of the day, if you had to make a list, I think Knight had to be at the top, right? I mean, he was. Oh, In his heyday.
3: Throwing chairs oh, out yeah. on the court. Like, yeah, Bob Knight was a complete psychopath, but he was also one of the greatest basketball coaches of all time. And so it was this weird juxtaposition of, yeah. do we hate this guy because he's kind of an asshole, or do we appreciate
4: him for his greatness? If Bob Knight came along, if a Bobby Knight clone came along today, he'd last about a year and a half. People <laughs> just wouldn't put up with him?
3: Oh, no. no.
4: Yeah, you're probably no. worried about that. They'd fire him before he could ever, um, like, because you're you're right, Tevin. Bobby Knight was probably, like, one of the great X's and O's guys, right? Mm-hmm. Like, one of the great basketball guys. Uh, but to use Tom, Tom's words, you talk about crazy. I mean, the throwing the chairs thing is what he's remembered for, but the yeah. meltdowns and the belittling of people and the, sort of the, the behind-the-scenes stuff that started to come out mm-hmm. towards the end of his tenure at Indiana. I mean, all of that stuff. Again, I don't even think that we can make this one into well. He really was a great guy, and here's why. No, this is one of the rare ones.
3: Yeah, he was the quintessential like tough love coach. I'm gonna scream and cuss at you, but it's you know to make you a better player. Type yeah, of guy.
4: I was gonna say, was it tough love though? I'm not yeah. sure. It was tough love?
3: No, it was probably genuine hate and disdain <laughs> for not running the plays correctly.
4: <laughs> I think you're right. There, there's a clip. So, I, I saw this uh, tweeted out last night. I'm sure it is on. YouTube as well, but there is a clip uh, that I have either not seen or completely forgot about. It's his coach's show, and it was the TV show in Indiana, and clearly at the time, the Hoosiers were either losing or just not playing up to Bobby's satisfaction, and so he's, he's asked a question about it, and he starts to, and you can tell he's annoyed, but he's answering the question, and as he's answering it, you can see he's getting madder and madder, and halfway through, he starts just dropping F-bombs oh, yeah. and raging, and he finally takes off the microphone that's attached to his sweater, uh, spikes it down and says, I'm not doing this effing show, and walks off the set.
3: Oh, yeah. I
0: love that. I did find it, by the way. I got it from Jeff Passelt last night. I got this okay. from a number of people, but Jeff was the first one to send it to me, that he was dead, Maybe I already told this story. The Gophers beat Indiana at Williams Arena. Bobby, Bobby, Bobby Knight, comes to post-game interview table, a fat guy who works for a stringer, and it says fat guy who works for a stringer <laughs> <laughs> service, sends soundbites to ESPN, all the soundbite mm-hmm. company, right? He comes rushing with his microphone to the table and says to Bobby Knight, can you hurry up? I have a deadline in 10 minutes. He said that to Bobby Knight.
3: Oh, my God. Oh, God. And he lived to tell the tale? (laughs) I don't know.
0: I haven't gotten to the end. The reporter, a fat guy, runs up and says, can (laughs) you hurry up? I have a deadline in 10 minutes. Bobby looks at the rest of us in the room and says, what do you guys think? Should I punch that fat effer in the mouth or start the press conference? There was an awkward pause from all of us. Then he says, I'm only doing the press conference if that fat effer leaves Poor fat guy had to waddle out of the room, and Bobby started like nothing had happened.
1: Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Jeff Passholt, one of the greats of all time. (laughs) The the fat effer. That is wild. (laughs) Well, he didn't say effer, by the way. Oh, no. He did not. (laughs) He used the whole word.
4: Oh, I love it. Which is the least surprising thing of all time.
3: Yeah, and probably the nicest
0: thing Bob Knight said to a reporter. It could be yeah, one, of the, <laughs> one of a the fat nice effort. One is, yeah. That's kind of nice of you. Thank you for noticing. Oh, my God. Yeah, he was a piece of work. He just would not. He didn't care what anybody thought. And to, to go back to your story, Tom, I,
4: if I'm not mistaken, off the top of my head, I want to say that I did hear that if I think it was Sydney who introduced Ted Williams to oh, Bob right. Knight and they, yep. they became big uh, hunting slash fishing friends.
0: Yeah, he did indeed.
4: Absolutely. It's a big story. Shockingly, t- uh, Teddy Ballgame and Bobby Knight got along re- really well. I'm really surprised by it. Can you imagine the cantankerousness
0: and that boat between those two? Is that like a, a kind of magnetic deal, the prickishness kind of? <laughs> I mean, Teddy, together. you're right about Teddy. Either away I, I, or I,
1: together, I'm not either sure. Either away or
4: together, exactly. You talk about two guys that would have bitched about life and everyone in it. Oh, oh God, my. yes. God, they would have been, I would have, I would pay a lot right now to hear that conversation.
2: In the spirit of things, I have a Bobby Knight rant Bobby from 1995. Uh-oh. He's uh, it's at a press conference. I'll just let you guys listen.
3: And there's Bob Knight having a discussion with an NCAA official who allegedly thought that he wasn't showing up for a post-game press conference after a lot. And what did Knight have to say? Well, folks, cover your ears and listen to this.
0: We only got two people that are going to tell you I'm not going to be here. One is our SID and the other is me. Who the hell told you I wasn't going to be here? I'd like to know. Do you have any idea who it was? Yeah, I do, coach. Who? I'll point them out to you in a while. They were from Indiana, right? No, they're not. No, weren't from there. Indiana, and you no. didn't get it from anybody from Indiana, did you? Could we please... No, I'll, it? D- I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You f***ed <laughs> it up to begin with. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a <laughs> what you do. Now... Back to the game. Now, back (laughs) to the game. I would have gotten along really well with Bobby Knight. I only talked to him once when I answered Sid's phone at his house. He was calling for (laughs) Sid. He was very pleasant then. Also, in that clip, like in Bob Knight's defense,
3: the guy didn't get his source from anybody directly related to the team, so he kind (laughs) of has a right to be upset with that Well,
0: yes. I'm going to do this whether you like it or right. goddamn not. I don't care if you stay or leave.
2: Right. It was the most avoidable thing, too, because the guy was told that he just wasn't going to show up for a press conference. And he right. was running five minutes late. So then the guy pulled him aside and had a word with him like oh, after he showed up late. And, no. and that's what set him off. If you just let him go about his business, yes. that whole thing is avoided. <laughs> but then he made, yeah. you know, it's classic him to make it a spectacle and really tear into you.
1: I love that he's like, yeah, let me guess. It was a guy from Kansas. It wasn't. That's what I meant. It was not a guy <laughs> from Kansas, right? That's
0: exactly right, too. Just
1: cannot get Indiana, out of your own it was way. Indiana. Indiana, Indiana. Indiana yeah. was it? Yeah. No, it, that's what I was saying. It was not.
0: There's two
4: people that could have told you that, and it wasn't either one of them that told you? <laughs> F you. <laughs> you know what? Oh, just, You're dead to me. Yeah. So hold on a second, Tom. Why were you picking up the phone at Sid's
0: place? This is a story within itself. Oh, you never heard that story? Oh, I thought no. I told you that story. Maybe I told Phil. You never uh, told me that Many, story. many years ago, Sidney calls me and goes, uh, Bernard, I'm coming to pick you up. We'll go over to the cabin. He had a cabin. It was about a 30-minute drive, by the way. Well, and Sid never went up to the cabin. He went to, to east to the cabin. He had a mm-hmm. cabin on the St. Croix. Mm-hmm. It was a beautiful old house. It was not a cabin. It was a house, actually. Big difference. <clears throat> so anyway, we get there, and as we're walking in, he says to me, uh, do me a favor, just hang out here. I got to leave for about a half an hour. I said, We just got here. <laughs> what do you mean? So I got something to do. I got to go get this done. I'll be back in a half an hour. If anybody calls, because that was still the days of the desktop phone and all that. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, so I said, Okay, well, I'll just hang around here. So I'm just standing there. The phone rings. I answer the phone. Uh, Sid Hartman residence, goes, Yeah, I'd like to talk to Sid. I said, well, I'm sorry, sir, but Sid's not here right now, but could I take a message? He said, yeah, would you tell him that Ted Williams called? I said, yes, sir, I will tell him that Ted Williams called. I can do that, no question. So I jot it down. So then I'm there about 10 minutes later. The phone rings again, and it's George Steinbrenner. So I write down, George Steinbrenner called. Then about 10 minutes after that, so Sid's going to be back in about 10 minutes, five minutes, something like that, Phone rings again, and it's Bobby Knight. He goes, "Yeah, it's Bobby Knight. uh, Sid there?" And I said, "No, I'm sorry, sir. He's not there." God damn it! I said, "Well, I'm sorry, but he he goes. I don't care if you're sorry or whatever. Just just tell him that I called." And hangs up on me. I don't care if you're sorry or not. (laughs) That is the right there the holy trinity of Sid friends. Oh, there's no doubt about that. But, yeah, I mean, once again, that's one of the things in my life. There was no reason for that to happen. I just am a very lucky guy that I in my life got to talk to Ted Williams, Bobby Knight, and George Steinbrenner. I mean, they didn't even know who the hell I was, but I kind of an interesting conversation. Yeah, who cares? I don't care. Whatever. Yeah. I've, I've been very lucky in that way. No question about it. Well, but, I mean, you you created your luck
4: by actually following through to pick up Sid's phone, which I'm sure a bunch of people wouldn't have done for him.
0: They probably would not have answered the phone. I think you're right about that. They probably would have been like, yeah, screw it. I'm not going to get the phone. No doubt about it. All right, Palomino, we won't be talking to you tomorrow because tomorrow's Friday.
4: What the hell? Tomorrow's a fill day. Tomorrow you'll be talking to Mackie, and I'll talk to you again on Tuesday. Two days after yeah. Jaren Hall makes his debut, That's it'll right. either be spectacular or spectacularly bad.
0: Hey, how many but shows? It will be in the middle. How many shows do you two do together? Oh God, age. Hey, you
4: want to take a guess? Um, a Viking like, show. like
2: throughout the week or just in general? Yeah. I mean, what you do at least two a day, depending on with it's twins oh, or Mackie and Judd yeah. and then Purple Daily. I mean, I bet I would say it's somewhere fifteen ish, like a week.
0: 15 shows a week because mm-hmm. everybody keeps telling me I should come on some show of yours but I can't remember which one it is Twins it's, probably Oh is it the Twins one? Is there a lot it's of smart asses best. on there? <laughs>
4: Well, Judd's on them. No,
0: it's just like the three.
4: It's just like <laughs> Declan, Phil, and me. That's it. Unless you just consider me to be a complete smartass. <laughs> well, that's just a given. Which, I mean, I'll take as a compliment if you do. If you don't, I, I understand that, too. Brittany's like, I don't know about that.
1: Yeah, I said, I'm pretty sure that's absolutely true. I just didn't want to, like, be aggressive. Yeah, I would put you in the oh, smartass character. Oh, you
4: could be a, oh, no, no, be aggressive. That's way better. Oh,
1: perfect. Then, yes, you are very don't much Don't be so.
4: passive-aggressive.
1: About, no,
0: apparently so you, you guys do some show where one of you or all of you gets crabby on that show more than other shows do you have a show like that
4: well the crabby uh, the crabby quota ordinarily is taken up by me so <laughs> I'm not sure where the other <laughs> I'm not sure I'm not, I gotta be honest like I'm crabby a lot of times I'm not quite sure about the rest of the uh, you know Phil and Declan are a little bit more how can I put this positive than I am <laughs>
0: Positively what?
4: Positive about the teams. Positive about life. I'm not as I'm not as positive <laughs> as most. But I'm also older than them, so I've seen now, okay, more well, there crap. Okay, well, That's true.
0: Yeah, and you're not
3: negative, Judd. You're realistic. Yes. No, sometimes
1: yeah. Judd Great is call. absolutely negative. <laughs> Great
0: call. So basically, if I do come on your show, I'm just going to sit behind you and go, yeah, you're right. This sucks.
4: <laughs> well, you, you could top me. Why? No if I oh, get yeah. crabbier than you do Yeah, you, you, you could definitely I mean, it depends on the topic If it's the twins You've seen more than I have You see, it's all about perspective How much have you seen? We'll have a crab off
0: I'm A crab off We could have a crab <laughs> I could even do this Crab, crab, crab the I crab. do the crab deal So
4: like that You could come up with a graphic for it Like yes. crab legs exactly. like, yeah. hey, That's a great idea You Tom's see right being, there Tom's being crabby. Hall of Famer, Tom Bernard There's a reason for it That's why, exactly
0: right. Nice try all right, Pally, we will talk to you on Tuesday. All right, everybody. Have a great weekend. See you See later. You. Thank Judge Zolgad. Ladies and gentlemen, score north. We'll take a break. Be right back in a couple minutes. Chris Eggert will join us right after that. You all have helped support My Pillow and their employees in these tough economic times, and I appreciate that. As I... Well, you know, Dawn. I called Dawn last night to see when she wants to be on. Didn't even call me back. What? Backstabber.
1: It's because she was sleeping on her
0: pillow. <laughs> she was sleeping on her My Pillow, exactly. Mike Lindell knows this and continues to give back to listeners with deals on his most popular products. You've heard me recently speak about the My Slippers, the Giza Sheets, My Pillow 2.0, and more. Great news the My Pillow six pack bath towel sets are back in stock. The proprietary technology makes them extremely absorbent, yet still provides that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, two washcloths. Regular price is $79.98. And for a limited time, you can get this six-pack towel set for only $39.99 with promo code TOM. That is a 50% savings. So go to MyPillow.com. Use promo code TOM to save 50% on the MyPillow six-pack towel sets. That is just $39.99 for a set. This deal will not last long. Enter promo code TOM for this special and many more. Recently, Jim Paul of Valley Buick GMC was
1: contacted by a company that does on-site sales. Jim was confused.
4: Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Michael Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company.
1: As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with many multi-generational
4: businesses. Take personal care dentistry of Roseville, for example. Dr. Walter Hunt, also known as painless to me, has been a longtime customer of the bank since we opened the bank in 1998.
1: When his son Kyle was ready to join the practice, they wanted
4: to expand quickly. With their additional space and equipment, they now are able to see more patients
0: each day while providing the same level of care and service. Okay, guys, I'll take it from here. If you run a family business or any kind of business, for that matter, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. Every time I deal with them, or their team, I know I'm working with experienced, professional bankers. So why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. So I'm here. I just read a success story from MM Fat Loss client Elizabeth, who just completed the program. And Elizabeth writes, I am a 54-year-old woman who has struggled with losing weight. I had almost constant heartburn, trouble sleeping, brain fog, I tried counting calories, eating bars and shakes, and several other programs in which I would lose 5 to 10 pounds after months of struggling, only to gain it right back. After 60 days at the MN Fat Loss program, I was down 25 pounds. MN Fat Loss had really empowered me to believe that I can control my eating and my weight without having to sacrifice foods that I like. Let me assure you that the short 60 days is totally worth it. If you're thinking about finally committing to improving your health, this is the time to start. You won't regret your investment in yourself. Great job, Elizabeth. I'm so happy to hear about your success, and I'm being sincere about that. Are you ready to lose weight and feel better? Go to mnfatloss.com and schedule a free phone consultation. It's so easy to see if MN Fat Loss is a good fit for you. They offer a free phone consultation to learn about the program. You don't have to take time off work or get a babysitter for the kids. It's as easy as getting on a quick call with the expert staff. You can share your goals, learn about the program, and see if it is a good fit to help you lose weight and feel better. They also have virtual options to help you if you live far away. To schedule that free phone consultation, go to mnfatloss.com. The only thing you have to lose is the unwanted weight. That's www.mnfatloss.com. I cannot wait to hear your success story. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. News brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Call Josh for your free 48-minute financial evaluation. Josh Arnold bringing you Chris Eggert. What's happening, pally? Uh, good morning. Guten Tag. That's the German. My mother was German, so there you go.
5: Nice. Uh, I had a, my stepdad, they all spoke Hooter German, which is like uh, Hutterite well, Hutterites, yeah. Uh, yeah, yep. so they, they all spoke as kind of a different German, so I always picked up a little bit of it, but it was weird because it wasn't like the real German that you probably
0: knew. You know what I love, though? My brother-in-law, Patrick O'Brien, whom I adored. He's unfortunately died very young, but I just loved that man. Very brilliant. He was a teacher at North High School, Lincoln Junior High. You know, just a real dedicated teacher type of a guy. <laughs> but <laughs> Pat, when he didn't pay attention... Like I said, he's a very smart guy, but when he didn't pay attention, he could do things that were a little odd. Patrick O'Brien, father Irish, mother Puerto Rican. Tommy O'Brien, his youngest brother, is still one of my best friends in the world. I love the guy. But he thought he was going to be nice around my mother and tried to speak a little German once in a while. Oh, no. Right? Uh, Apparently, Don Cashane didn't, like, register with him. So every time for about... Two days he my mother brought him something to go, Oh, Dunkin' Tog. Oh no. Which means thank day. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, What? He kept on Dunkin' Tog. Well, Dunkin' Tog. Thank day. Your mom's like, What an idiot. <laughs> A dunk of shame. You should give She's him just more like, things. Okay.
1: Yeah. yeah. Just get him to shut up kind of thing. Like give him more stuff. You'd have loved him. God, be
0: funny. I tell you, honest to God, I remember one time somebody was being mean to me, and he came over and slammed their door so hard that shattered the glass Jesus. in it. He's like, "Yeah, I wouldn't piss Pat off if I were you." I'm just here to Nice, die. great family, the O'Brien family from North Minneapolis. Anyway, stepping out of your way, so Duncan Tog for coming on today. Uh, you're welcome. Day.
5: In German, <laughs> you're
0: welcome. In German. At the end, I'm gonna go. Well, eater saying, "We'll just, we'll just keep going." Do we still have the largest German population in the United States, in Minnesota?
5: I, I don't know that for certain, but we do have a fairly large German population. Man, we do. That,
0: that's for sure. At one time, it was the highest, but I don't know if it still is or not. I have no idea. I have no clue.
5: I, I, I could pull up the census real quick, but I thought, well, it may not be that quick. It might take me longer than you
0: Indeed. Think. It's all true. So what's happening in your world, Pally?
5: Uh, you know, um, well, we had a fire last, there was a fire last night. Um, a gentleman died, unfortunately. Where? Um,
0: that, so that was our,
5: um, uh, Northern uh, Columbia Heights. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. There was a bunch of people in the house and they lost a couple pets. And, huh? um, so uh, that, hey. that, that was our, that was our main story this morning. And then, you know, we were kind of tracking everything going on with, uh, Israel and, uh, President Biden was here yesterday and. He is um, basically calling for a humanitarian ceasefire, and you're starting to see more more calls for that, um, although I don't think Israel's really, you know, I don't think they're game to that from anything I've read.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, what plus were you going to say,
5: Teb? I was just
3: going to say listening. Or anything. Like yeah. But there was a. Did uh, anything happen from the ceasefire protest that was downtown last night? They ended up marching right outside
5: my building that I live in. So I was able to kind of yeah. see everything. But yeah, there were quite a few people down there. Um, there was a lot of displeasure um, voiced against the Biden administration because um, they've been in, um, you know, very vocal supporters of um, Israel. So, th- I mean, there was a lot of yelling and a lot of. Um, you know, protesting and whatnot. I, nothing came out of it. I mean, as far as that goes, yeah. but.
0: Have you asked anybody uh, of the college age, why are you so anti Israel? Why are you so pro Palestine? Look, I'm not saying I'm either one, but why are they, do they even know why they are?
5: I guess I'm kind of back with what Tevin was saying yesterday. Like, you know, they, if I see something on TikTok and you know, it's, uh, it's, going to drive home a certain point, whatever that might be, and if they're starting to fall into some of those algorithms and seeing that stuff. I mean, I don't know. May- maybe – I mean, I'm sure there's a fair amount of people in that crowd who have a good understanding of, of the world, but, you know, I-, I can't say that. I've got a college student at home, and I don't know that he's got a great understanding of the world. Right. So – I just – I don't know.
0: I never thought I'd see a day when when the United States – would turn on Israel the way they have. It's amazing to me. I never, ever thought I'd see that. And again, do a little research, World War II, the Jews took it kind of on the chin, losing six and a half, seven million people to the gas chamber, you know?
5: I I also heard a story yesterday, or did I read it this morning, that um, Russia's saying something to, the, something to the extent of that they'd like to go back and get Germany, or I mean, some like <laughs> Here we go. Crazy, <laughs> I mean that's what I mean, like that's, that, and that's what happens, right? Like, yep. Yep. um, the the world can't walk and chew gum at the same time. So while everybody's focused on what's going on in the Middle East, Russia's continuing everything in Ukraine and making all kinds of crazy, you know, saying all kinds of crazy things. So,
0: I'm gonna go back 175 years. I've had it with the people in Missouri, south of yeah. the Mason-Dixon headliner. I don't even yeah, know where the or- hell that was. I have no idea where that crossed.
5: Well there's plenty of people who'd like to like to fight that fight again too. No, which again it's like crazy to me. Like, oh my can we move on? But I'm a North, I'm a northerner. I don't I I think the I think the viewpoint's a little bit different in South.
0: Where was so if you went directly south, would you have to get where? To through Iowa and then Missouri or to get to the Mason Dixon line or where did it come across directly south of us?
5: I don't know that. Not either. Um maybe somebody can pull it up, but I've no idea. I always <laughs> I always thought of this part of the country, although we were considered north. I don't. I feel like the Mason-Dixon line didn't like go all the way across the continental. United I don't think States. it did.
0: I think you're right because 1865, I think, was the first. Or is it? Yeah, was it I, don't, I don't think looks, there
5: was the United States yeah, weren't what yeah. they are right now.
3: No, so. it looks like once you get further south than Iowa, that's the Mason-Dixon line.
2: Really?
0: So it was Missouri. Yep. Missouri. Yep. It's Missouri.
2: It, it's like straight across from the line that borders Pennsylvania and
0: Maryland. Oh, like okay. straight across, yeah. straight across from there. Yeah, but United Minnesota wasn't even a state until what, 1865 or 1855 or something like that. Yeah, I'd have, I'd sure. have to
5: refer to my Minnesota state flag, which yeah. there's not one hanging in
0: here. <laughs> you don't have one hanging in there anymore. So did, Stupid redesign. Yeah, right, you're
3: gonna have to tear it down. Do they send you a new one right away? Do you get like the prototype? Since you're in the news,
5: I'm I'm I, this is, I'm going to fall back on a Tom theme right here. I guarantee somebody's going to make a lot of money off that new flag. Oh, when it all you, oh yeah, you got that, said, you that
0: right. It's always about money. Everything, everything is about money. It's unbelievable. But that's what that's God. Maybe
5: Big Flag is driving this whole change. Yeah, Flag-aid. maybe it's got nothing to do with um, you know politics or people wanting to redo the logos. Maybe it's big flag money that's pushing it
0: that big way. Big flag money, <laughs> baby.
1: I, we've read these articles now. What we first started talking about it like six months ago, and now we've got the official deadline for your flag submission. Do we get to
5: vote on the flags? Is that oh, the end of question. it, or I don't think it's a public votes thing. I think they <laughs> the commission narrows it down to like six. From what I recall, and I don't remember them ever saying the public gets input. Okay, but why not? I could be, I could be wrong. That'd be I, awesome. I'll,
2: I'll tell you why. Is because what I think it was like winter ago or two winters ago, they did like a. Name a snowplow. Yeah, we do it and every then, year. Yeah, and the winner was like Plowie McPlowface. Yeah, yes, Plowie so, McPlowface. I think yes. That, that was the test run to see whether or not that. we were responsible enough to do the flag. On South like,
1: no. Park, they had this big thing where they were changing their mascot, and the kids got to vote, and it was like, poop face versus douche bag. Oh, douche. Yeah, it was a <laughs> <sandwich trip laughs> yeah that's yeah. what it was. Sandwich, yeah. Oh, so you know, this, funny. Well. The
3: second you open up to the public, now we're gonna have a very ironic state yeah. flag. But at
1: least I'd be invested yeah. even if we were Flaggy McFlagface, I would get that flag so quick. I'd be wearing that as a t-shirt like <laughs> I'd
5: have pride.
0: Flaggy McFlagface, I like it.
5: Yeah, you know when that thing comes out, it's it'll be like every it'll be this whole like it'll look like one of those old uh German quilts that um people made with the 7000 different designs on it and each one of those little squares will be some Kind of aspect of life in Minnesota, so it can include <laughs> absolutely everything.
3: Yeah, they just take everybody's submission and make it one little patch of
5: the, the, I love the actual it. flag. Yeah. Done. Print. Yeah. Right.
0: I can guarantee you one thing there ain't going to be one white guy in that flag. I can promise you that. That's just a given. You guys have had your run. Now it's our turn. It's like, why don't we all just try to get along? That'd be good. Yeah. What do you think?
3: And Maybe don't put a person, period. Yeah, No. how about no
0: people, just period?
3: Just put Minnesota on a canvas and it works for me.
0: That's
5: why when we were talking about it, just put the freaking North Star on there. Put, put some kind of star on it.
1: I leave love it at that. Why can't we do Loon? I love a good Loon moment. Or a Loon. The Loon yeah. is safe. Loon no, and then like the eyes, like yeah. Loon. Yeah, there who you doesn't go. don't like Loons. Nobody doesn't like Fish, loons.
0: Fish, maybe. Yeah, probably fish don't yeah, care much Yeah, more. you got
3: to consider the fish's feelings. That's Chris. true. That's
5: very he really didn't think about the fish. A point, I, uh, that's a hell of a point, <laughs> boys. That's a hell of a point, boys. i
0: got to give it to the Japanese. The Japanese nailed this. Okay, we got a flag. It's white, and it's got a big red dot in the middle. Ooh. Yeah. And, then the, and, and then they redesigned it, and all they did was change like the shade of red. Exactly. Yeah. exactly I love
5: right.
0: it. I love it. A red dot. There you go. That's our flag right there. They're cooking over there. Well, That's all
5: ours has to be a white flag with a frickin' loon in the middle of it. Boom, That's done. It. I one. feel strongly about the loon, yep.
1: and if you guys don't care, could we please go ahead with just pushing for the loon? Yeah, thank you. I I'm appreciate it. it.
0: There you but have it. But then I'm
5: guessing the loons, the Minnesota United team, there'd be some money involved there because all they'd be right. like, "Wait, you guys are taking R, even though they don't really yep. own." No one the owns loon a loon per se, but they are the loons. That's where you start running into problems.
0: I do like Loon Bars. Hey, you guys been over to that uh, Bidet Makaska, uh, that whole shopping area, dining area and all that? No, but
5: we had the guy from uh, the, the restaurant and deli that's there on the show the other day. Mm-hmm. Super nice guy. Look
0: good. It looks yeah. good. So I got to get by there one of these days. I like that area anyway.
5: Yeah. yeah I can't, something Pimento Kitchen is what his yeah. yep. restaurant yep. is. Yep. Um, yeah, super nice guy. And they're. I like that they're selling... They're selling a bunch of things at the at the store too, like from other Minnesota creators. So there's books and all kinds of stuff to buy that's made by Minnesotans, which is cool. Yeah.
1: Pimento's amazing. That's uh, Jamaican food mm-hmm. and it's Oh right. Yeah. So they've yep. have a food truck and they have another location and it's so good.
0: Super think, nice guy. When I think of Jamaican food, I think of Minnesota.
1: You are Jamaican me crazy. <laughs> oh,
0: oh. Did I tell you I have to leave early today? Uh, I
5: to leave. I? Is that a loon? Yeah, so, oh, thinking. you
0: do have to leave. My God, I just looked at that. You're absolutely right. You do have to leave.
5: Yeah, I'm going to go work on my loon call. Thank you. I think
0: you should, pal. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow.
5: <laughs> Bye, guys. Have a good day.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, news brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Call Josh for your free 48-minute financial evaluation. Chris Aga, Channel 5 Eyewitness News. We shall take a break, be right back, and continue right after this. I'm so happy to welcome back our longtime friend, Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning, to the show. I've known Steve, the owner, for many years. I completely trust Sabre to keep my house comfortable. Why? Sabre does everything the right way, and they always put the customer first. I love the team at Sabre because their service experts are experienced NATE-certified technicians. They're not salespeople. Their pricing is completely up front. They fix only what needs to be fixed and nothing more. Sabre is dedicated to giving customers what they need, when they need it, and at the fair price, keeping your family safe and comfortable without breaking the bank. Give Sabre Heating and Air Conditioning a try. I know they'll take care of you just like they've taken care of me and my family. Whether you need a new Bryant furnace or air conditioner replaced, or just simply need a service call to get you going again, go to SabreHeating.com. That's S A B R E -E 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 Heating.com. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. In a world that's racing a mile a minute, a split
3: second distraction can change everything. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw Bryant. Every day we see too many people, heads buried in their phones, unaware of the dangers they're in. Texting and driving isn't just reckless, it's playing Russian roulette with your life and the lives of others. In just four seconds of distraction, you've driven the length of a football field. Is there any text message that's worth your life, that's worth the lives of others? I've been fighting for the rights of the injured for over 30 years. But I'd rather you never meet me in a courtroom. So hear me now: stop texting and driving. Pay attention. Value your lives and the lives around you. And if you won't, know this: at Bradshaw and Bryant, we're relentless. We won't back down. We bring justice to those that need it. Find Bradshaw and Bryant personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. dot com.
0: With my Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and
5: Bryant.
0: Oh, that was a, he rapped on the window. What do you think of that action? Yeah. It's very professional, AJ. We have the door closed now cuz we're professionals here and I didn't uh, want to like strain my lungs. So Was well, that because we did we close the door because
1: Hey, I'm making coffee. You want some? I closed the
0: door. You did not.
1: Yes, I you did. You did
0: not. It was wide open.
1: I literally closed the door. I she's walked walked
0: the one out. that closed the door. Thank you. For sure. I not clo- when I walked out there.
1: No, I the well, Initially. I'm saying door. I closed the door because I uh, we have a guest coming in and I didn't want that awkward transition.
0: You're a disaster.
1: You're welcome, I think, about you in the show. I'm not coming, in for, the not coming all in for another
0: 40 minutes.
1: Yeah, that, he just got pushed back.
0: I don't care. You made a mistake.
1: I've never done that. <laughs> That's,
0: <laughs> That's a weird way to say thank you, Tom. That's a weird
1: way to say thank you.
0: Is this a weird way to say blow it out your ass? <laughs> How about that? Pal.
1: I feel very comfortable right now. Very,
0: oh, there's no question about it. <laughs> It is Tom here for Flagship Ford in Baldwin, Wisconsin. I'm happy to say I purchased an EV Mustang from Flagship and have friends and coworkers who bought new vehicles and used ones from this family-run business, family-run dealership. It's just 20 minutes east of the metro in Baldwin, Wisconsin. Whether you want to compare their used car specials, claim Ford financing options, or simply book an oil change for tire rotation, they have you covered at Flagship Ford. New vehicles like the Ford Escape, the Edge, or F-150 pickups with special engine options. Flagship Ford can answer all your questions on your next vehicle. The month of October is Tire Month at Flagship Ford. Fit your tires for your specific vehicle, any model car, truck, or SUV, and get your tires before the snow flies, just $5 over cost. That's a purchase of four new tires with a $70 rebate gift card on top of the $5 over cost on most brands of tires. Flagship Ford east of the metro in Baldwin, Wisconsin, and online at FlagshipFord.com. That is FlagshipFord.com.